Here's the deal. Johnny DeJulius Athleter Podcast. Thank you so much. It's been too long, kid. It's been too long. How are you, son? You know the last time we did a podcast? The year was 2017. It was me and Dylan Palaccio in your office. (laughs) You are correct, sir. What a day. What a day. You know, Palacio. (laughs) (laughs) That's all you got to say. Yeah, Palacio. He's just, you know... He's just special. I made him shit on the side of a freeway. Don't you remember? I do. I do. He did take a dump on the side of a freeway. That is, that might be the first dump on the side of a freeway reference we've had on this podcast. But, you know, there's a first time for everything. There's a first. Listen, Johnny, you are one of my favorite human beings on this planet. Well, I appreciate that. Thank you. That's that's nice. But uh, there's a big butt coming. Hold on. Okay. Um, you have a an absolute amazing look at this life oh Um, thank you but but (laughs) it comes with some danger involved it does it uh, it comes with some danger involved people that don't know who you are what you're about how could you characterize yourself because it's very, it might be different you know, from the way I speak. I have conversation. So I do a lot of driving. Is this wind okay, by the way? It's really windy outside. That's not too bad, actually. Okay, You're good. good. I, can't, I can't be inside right now. Uh, I, can't say too, I can't say too much, but there's a, a specific fighter that's getting ready for a boxing match tomorrow. Can't be Fair in there. Enough. Copy yeah. that. Got it, got, got it, got it. Okay. So, um, How would you describe yourself? Okay. So whenever I'm in the car, I drive like 60,000 miles a year. I don't know about you. But I like to argue with myself. I get into these conversations, and I'm undefeated, right? I'm undefeated in these arguments, right? And I, like, pretend I'm on podcast, pretend I'm on all these things, and I'm like, okay, if someone were to, like, explain your lifestyle, how would you explain it? Now, it boils down to, and I saw, uh, I'm paraphrasing somebody saying this, the purpose of life for me, enjoying the passage of time. That's all I want to do, right? Enjoy the passage of time. Now, certain privileges certain places you're born etc of course it's easier for certain people than other people i totally respect that however the way i see it is we have air in our lungs right and when i wake up and i have consciousness i can choose to go to the beach i can choose to climb a mountain i can choose to get this job i can do whatever i want the thing that bothers me is when life aka society tries to compartmentalize us and say, hey, this is how life needs to be lived. You need to go get this job. You need to go do this. You need to, you know, hey, when you get married, it's a wedding ring, not a wedding bracelet. Well, why? Why can't I question that? Well, that's the way we've always done. We've always had it like that. So I love to question these things to the point where I got to, why do I need to hate my work week? You know what I mean? And I know Mm -hmm. that that's like a crazy example of like a wedding ring, but like I, I like to question traditions that we just have. Like, why? Why do we do that? Why do we as a human species think we need to love Saturday and Sunday? And hey, you know, parlay, that's my favorite day of the week when my parlay hits and I need to fucking hate this, that, and the other. I just question all that stuff. So I just started trying to do things that I really liked, that I really cared about. It tends to be a little bit more dangerous than than what a lot of people care about, but it's all the more they're present. I'm very present when I'm doing these things. Yeah. Okay. All right. Fine. But how did you... Fine. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's wonderful. How did you come to like? How did you come to that conclusion? Because it's not something that's look. 
school is is meant to make good workers right right like, that's a rockefeller quote right i think it's like uh uh he said something like i'm not in the business of making free thinkers i'm in the business of making employees or something like that yeah, like yeah. you know rock yeah i think he fathered edu- like the educational system too more or less so yeah. uh you know a big part of like the free spirit with my mom i i think you might know this obviously listeners don't i lost my mom when i was 16 uh car accident she was you know bright beautiful soul had her own business hairstylist very creative type mm-hmm. and uh and yeah you know i i guess i just cherry pick a little bit of that some values that you learn from wrestling and you know this is so cliche but dude traveling you just have such a perspective on so many different things in the world where okay you know i was just in zambia last week i was in, i flew from africa to where i am right now and you're mm-hmm. you know what i mean like a 16 hour flight right I'm walking in Zambia and not to paint like a bad picture of Africa, but you know, there are villages and there are some poor areas. It's just how it is. I'm walking and there's kids walking with hundred pound sacks on their head, just like out of a movie, right? The colorful clothes and, mm-hmm. and the no shoes and the villages and the mud huts, like literally what you would picture in a movie in blood diamond. You're I'm watching it in real life. And we're fucking sitting back at home worrying about who, oh, I don't got the new Yeezys. I'm going to get made fun of. Fuck off. You know what I mean? <laughs> so it's like, it's like, you just, you just like, dude, these things are made up. Like yeah. these things are literally just made up. People just make up. Hey, you got to care about this and you got to have the new, the Nikes and you, whatever. I'm just going to live my life, enjoy the passage of time and do some cool shit while I'm here. That's not, that's, that's fair. No, that's, that's fair. Now, how did and you wrestle. And, and wrestle? Yes. Well, we'll get to the wrestling part, but I am. And like, here's the, okay. When people meet me, I'm kind of transitioning to a new career, which is awesome. Like I love talking about it. What are are you doing? Well, I'm just doing social media management for a couple different brands, but like, very cool. All wrestling based or are you trying to No, that's the whole thing. So like one of them is like a theme park and like, nice. Yeah. So, but like, in San Diego? Uh, it's close. It's okay. Legoland. So it's like, um, Sweet. Sweet. but, but the, the point that I'm trying to make though, is like the way my ears look and, and the way that I've gone about beating people up for the last 35 years for a living yeah, is one of the more interesting things about me. Johnny wrestling is one of the least interesting fucking things about you let me pause real quick though let me pause real quick okay now social media we all know there's the old quote social media is not real life right however i do think it is an echo chamber for what someone wants to present sure right whether it be whether it be they're dealing with a loss they're 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 showing a a highlight they're they're oh they got promoted they're showing things they want to so although it doesn't encompass who i am there is a reason my bio says wrestler before base jumper even though it might not be as interesting i'm a wrestler first always that's i I love that about you because okay well why 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 wrestler first great yeah Uh, let's let's get into it baby let's go (laughs) i just uh you know the cliche things that you learn in wrestling like hey if you work hard you can accomplish anything as you know, that that's the tip of the iceberg of, of all the good values. I really, what I take away is is identity, sense of self, right? Things like that. Um, what I value, 
you know, in, in myself. So when it comes to my identity, what do I value? And have you, are you familiar with the term? And, and maybe you are, but you know, obviously listeners aren't uh, a rival fallacy. So the arrival fallacy is we think if we reach a goal that we will attain everlasting happiness. Like, oh, once I'm a millionaire, boom, that's it. But we all know, like everybody's won, not everybody, but a lot of people listening maybe have won a state title or qualified for the state tournament or something. And they go, huh, that's it? I thought, I'd feel, I, I thought I'd feel different, right? If you're a piece of shit before, the day before you're a millionaire, guess what you are the day after you're a millionaire? You're still a piece of shit. So it comes down to not the outcome, not the thing like, oh, you got to put the goal on your mirror in the morning. That stuff is a little outdated to me, right? Mm. In, in, in terms of like what I want to, to be, not do, to do checklist, win states, but to be, it's not be i'm sorry it's not make a million dollars check it's be a millionaire and that's not my goal but i'm just using it as an example it's embodying all the attributes that it would be to be a millionaire to be a state champ to be a straight a student whatever it is and that is qualities that i could actually value that are not superficial so uh in terms of like how i live my life now there's discipline, even though it looks like I'm having fun all the time. There's, there's, you know, patience, even though it looks like I'm always, you know, eager to go do something. There's all these virtues that I learned from wrestling that I try to apply 24-7 to anything I'm doing. You know what I mean? So I'm a wrestler first because how I approach everything is through wrestling. Damn, I'm fucking sick. What, <laughs> what would you say are some of the, the things or traits of welcome to the being. podcast yoel what the fuck you haven't even talked my ears off <laughs> i was gonna tell you to shut up over there <laughs> uh what was hey, it's it's mike's face on the podcast it's not yeah. it's not yeah. about me um what would you say are some of the the traits of being a wrestler that kind of translate Great. off the wrestling match Great question. so i always i say this in my clinics i do a lot of clinics uh as as a lot of people know i do like 80 clinics a year i think i do some of the most, maybe not like practices as a coach, because obviously people own clubs, they do more than 80 practices a year, but actually like physically going out, flying and driving to random different clubs, I gotta be in the top two or three. I mean, I, oh, you know, yeah, I yeah. don't know. Yeah, there's, yeah, there's, yeah, yeah. I do a lot. I do, I, I, I've probably done as many as 100 and as probably as little in the past five years as like 60 or 70. Like I'm always in that range, but sure. your question, I always say this at these clinics. Uh, me and Nathan Tomasello, we wrestled, you know, every day in the room, we, he was a 25 pounder. I was 33 pounder. We were there for three years, four years together, overlapping minus the red shirt year. Right. And every day, if he was on his game, he'd probably get me right. But if I'm feeling it, oh, you know what? Maybe I get him today. And it's very easy, right. To take practice home with you. We oftentimes take outcomes home with us. You know, if I get rejected by a girl, oh, I'm, I'm undesirable. We take the outcome of the rejection home. I take practice home with me. Maybe you get fired. Something stupid happens. You take the outcome home with you. Lou Roselli said one day, he said, you know, it's it's not the outcome that's your identity. You leave practice at practice. Okay, let's, let's unveil that a little bit. Let's peel that back. What actually goes home with you? What actually becomes part of your identity? For me, if me and Nate wrestled at practice and – you know, I shot off the whistle and I took him down. He escapes. And for the next three minute block, I thumb block, I back up, I do the whole, oh, I got to tie my shoe. I'm getting kind of tired thing. Right. And I win two to one. 
does the win go home with me because I feel sick? No. The win stays at practice. The outcome stays there. What does go home with me? I'm not a risk taker, right? I'm not mm. a risk taker. I'm somebody who's probably not that tough. When I get a little uncomfortable, I'm going to try and, like, you know, find a way out of it. Mm. All these things go home with me, you know? So that's kind of how I see, like, identity. It's what you do leading up to the outcome as opposed to what actually the outcome, you know, how it, how it, how it ends up. All right. So then how then do you explain to young athletes? Because there has to be some type of checks and balances. Now I am 100% on board with progress and effort, right? Like that's, that's all I judge on progress, mm-hmm. effort, progress, effort. Yeah. But, but people take that the wrong way. Cause I'm with you. I agree with you, but there's some douchebag fucking junior high coach out there. That's going to say, Oh no, man, that's that victim mentality. The yeah. ribbon, ribbon culture. It's like, that's yeah. not what we're talking about. It's yeah. completely different and you're not listening. You know what yeah. I mean? But so yeah. go ahead. Sorry. No, 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 no. You're, you're right. But there, but there does have to be a set of checks and balances. So how do you, or how have you in the past mm-hmm. dealt with like, okay, I do need, like, if, if I want to be successful in, in this endeavor of wrestling or this mm-hmm. endeavor of whatever life, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I got it. Yeah. Yeah. How, how do I judge myself? How, what, what bars? Yeah, am of, I course, of course, myself? of course, results are, are a very good benchmark, right? Uh, this is going to be corny and cliche, uh, but actually committing to the effort of, of, of trying, I think is, is harder to, to, to measure. Right. Mm. But, Way more. These guys are in the mirror. Fucking fuck with me. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's, um, it's a lot harder to measure, right? Effort, right? Yeah. Like, but, but, you know, I actually get into this conversation a lot, and and I'm sorry if I go into different compartments, no, you know, because my mind is just spinning. But where does confidence come from? What do you think? Um, I think it comes from. Uh, Effort and progress over time. I'm sorry. Who is it? I, I got balls in my face right now. I'm just going. Oh, go ahead. I keep going. That's great. No. <laughs> so it's it's effort, progress, and experience. Right. The experience of having. So those... yeah, a lot. I feel like a lot of people will say experience. Right. Yeah. I don't think it's wrong. But let's think about it in my world. Let's say let's say you're jumping off a 30 foot cliff into water, right? You're just about to jump into water. I'm usually insecure when I jump. The confidence comes after I hit the water. I open my eyes. I go, I'm going to do that again. So in a way, confidence is the reward you get from effort, right? So a lot of times we're in wrestling and you'll hear these kids, especially young kids, they'll be like, oh yeah, you know, I've been working on this new high C. I'm, I'm really good at a head inside single leg, but I just haven't really hit in a match yet. Oh, why not? I'm just not confident at it yet. Well, when are you going to be confident? Is it just a waiting game? No, you get confident by trying it, right? So confidence is the reward you get from effort. So mm-hmm. when it comes to measuring effort, right, it, it, it's less about, I feel like, measuring it. Like, oh, result-based. Hey, look at, look at my weight. I did 135 this week. Now I'm at 145. I'm getting better. But it's more about putting your fucking nuts on the line and, and trying, you know what I mean? And, and again, yes, that's harder to measure, but you got to have a coach and you have to have somebody you trust. 
that is there saying, hey, you're on the right track. Even though you don't see the results, I'm the coach and I'm I'm looking at the you know the big picture, it matters. It matters, you know. So so I think having a coach is probably the most important thing any athlete can have, no matter how good you are. I don't care if you won the Olympics 14 times, you need somebody to keep the hammer on you. You know, it's just it's just important, you know. And and, and yes, you know, your coach is right. He says, he says, lay on your back and get pinned. You say, okay. I mean, fucking, that's how it is, you know. Yeah. Hey, Johnny, how did you... Jay Jaggers is going to chime in and say that's not how Johnny was. <laughs> <laughs> Jaggers, that, we had him on too, man. He's such an yeah. interesting cat too. Um, Johnny, how did you get into this craziness in your life? Like, how did you how did you get into base jumping and and jumping out of airplanes? And how did you get into this? Head like, first. <laughs> yeah, but like... Yeah. I, I, so I, I was, you know, I never drank before in my life. I'm 31, never had sip alcohol, never smoked. Uh, always been, I guess you could say like reckless, but I don't want to give base that stigma, although it looks like, totally get it. It looks reckless. But I've always had this like, you know, I love being in the moment type play, you know, I don't say pleasure seeking because that, that's a poor term. Pleasure seeking would be like more like partying in my eyes, you know, okay. experiential seeking is, is more so what, what I've always liked. I was 18. My dad said, Hey, what do you want to do? You're 18. Uh, you know, you're obviously not going to go out. You don't, you don't really party, you know, we can't really gamble. I would love to gamble, but we can't really gamble. There's no, you know, uh, reservation casinos around here. Well, what, what do you want to do for your 18th birthday? Well, I said, you know, mom skydived when she was, I think, in her 30s. Why don't, why don't we just go skydiving? I'll go tandem. Boom, I go tandem. I loved it. It was a blast. I go again like a month later. A year later, I do another tandem, and someone comes up to me and says, hey, you're wasting your money doing these tandem skydives. It's only a 25-jump course. It costs the same as a tandem. Why don't you take the course and go alone. I said, okay. Mm -hmm. So I start going alone. They, they kind of hold you, keep you stable. Slowly they, they back away. You start learning how to fly your body. And, and all of a sudden you're skydiving completely alone. You have your A license after 25 jumps. And, uh, you know, you know, you've been skydiving twice, right? You've been with once with how offended, how offended were you when I didn't I, go? I don't want to talk person. about it. I almost fucking canceled this interview. <laughs> But uh, <laughs> I told my son that he's like, he's like the base jumping guy. I'm like, yeah. He, and he's like, did you go skydiving with him? I'm like, I didn't. And he was really upset about it. <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead. You were in North Carolina? Where was it? Yeah. 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 So, but yeah. So, uh, so but you, that's how you got snowball. into it. But snowball, like, right. Mm -hmm. And it's so, so yeah, sorry. It snowballed. The base jumping snowballed into, I'm sorry. Skydiving snowballed into, Hey, you got a couple hundred jumps now. Why don't you, uh, why don't you try a bridge, a base jump? Now, for the people listening that don't know, a skydive is out of a plane. It's 13,000 feet. It looks scary. Height is very dramatic. Height is often associated with risk and danger. It's a lot safer. Easy, you have a lot of time, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. You have a lot of time. Base is a lot more gnarly. You, you jump off of a fixed object. You're only a few hundred feet above the ground. There's no time for a reserve parachute. In a skydive, you're jumping into a big open football field-sized landing area. Everybody has landing patterns. They have to follow these rules and regulations. We're all landing the same direction into the wind. Base jumping, there's power lines. There's police officers, maybe. I don't know. There's fence posts. There's trees. There's wind coming off and down the alleys going cross directions. It's gnarliness, right? 
it's completely different than skydiving even though it looks the same it's freestyle and folk style it's different it's just mm -hmm. different and and you know people from far away they look at it and say oh you had no you had no uh free fall time and it's like no that's actually way worse you know yeah John, so it kind of snowballs into that i guess if you say so um <sighs> well here let me let me let me put it this way say there's a little sarah okay little sarah graduates college she's 22 and she says to herself you know what i love yoga i love it i want to own my own uh, yoga studio one day i want to teach it one day i want to have content i love yoga right but little sarah had to get through college to please her, her family her dad wanted mm -hmm. her to go to, to school her whole life da 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 so she goes and gets a communications degree. Well, that leads to little Sarah getting, you know, a, a, a decent little job offer right outside of school. Maybe she's HR. Maybe she's she's uh, uh, marketing. She, she's doing mm -hmm. something for $65,000, $70,000. Holy shit. Are you kidding me? She's 23 years old. She's getting paid 65 grand, 70 grand. She's single. Why wouldn't she take it? So what does she say? I'm going to put my yoga stuff off for three years. I'm going to save up, right? Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, in three years, what am I going to do? I'm going to quit my job. I'm going to open the studio, and I'm going to live happily ever after. Well, we all know what happens. Usually, you get into a rent that sustains your $70,000, $65,000 a year salary. You drive a car that is congruent with that salary. You have friends and circles of friends who go on certain trips into certain restaurants and to certain bars with that salary that you're used to having. So now, it's three years later, you realize, hey, I don't really love my job. I really have a passion for yoga, but I'm going to take a pay cut if I do this, right? So the what ifs happen. What if I can't make rent? What if this doesn't work out? What if nobody watches my content? What if nobody comes to my yoga studio? What if I can't get my license? What if, what if, what if, what if? All the what ifs happen before she jumps. Always before. Mm. When she says, I quit, there's no more what ifs. It is the most liberating, mm -hmm. present thing, present feeling you could ever have. Now, she's at the moment of most vulnerability she might not make rent right but she's at the height of her 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 i guess spiritual health where i'm doing things for me you know and it might be a bad choice it might not work out but i always think that bad choice is better to make than the bad choice of complacency and towing the line and, and doing what you what, what you're told you should do you know what i mean mm -hmm. so so even though sarah's consequences okay she doesn't make rent it's not you know death right not right. to get dark it's all the more that, that 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 much more present feeling for me too you know what mm -hmm. i mean so it's not this That's escape it's not this escape death it's not this oh i i, I escaped death today it's it's stacking the odds in my favor and 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 trying to fly my canopy and progress in i know it's gonna sound weird but a sport i'm trying to progress myself in a sport is what's the the gnarliest jump you've ever well had? you've seen the one where i everybody's seen the one i showed you it actually and you know you yes and there's, there's pictures of me watching it I, yeah I, oh god you know what joel you, i have them i have them too 
um, I'll send them to you and we can put them up on social. So, so for those of you, those people that have not seen the video or the reenactment, I'll talk, I'll, I'll talk to them. Okay. The biggest, you know, thing that outside viewers watch a base jump, they go, Oh, did it open? Fortunately, knock on wood, gear is designed to work. It's it usually, I'm not gonna say usually because it sounds like I'm being like, you know, uh, cryptic gear opens, right? So it's less about is the parachute going to open? Ooh, he, he he got close to the ground. That's really not what we think about. It's more so after it opens, where am I? Uh, wind canopies like to open into the wind based on you know body position, based on how the, the the engineering of the canopy and the cells are set up. And when you open left or right ninety degrees, that could be a bad day if there's some stuff there. If you're in a city center. For me, I was on a cliff and I had a 180 degree opening, which means I jumped. My body position was dog shit at 180 degree opening. Now, if I would have took a longer delay, which means a longer free fall closer to the ground, I would have been farther inertia, right? I would have been farther away from the cliff. But because I only took like a two second little bitch delay, right? I have a 180 and I'm two seconds away from hitting that cliff. My parachute is screaming forward. Smoke that cliff. I didn't break anything, fortunately. I was trying to fight off the wall, fight off the wall, fight off the wall. I finally turned it off, and I got hung up on a little chimney rock about, you know, 400 feet below me because I just couldn't sail out of the uh, out of the talus. I was just losing too much altitude, fighting off the cliff, ripping my parachute to shit. So that happened, and that was a bad day. scary. But actually, the video you saw, uh, I did break my ankle on a, on, a, on a cliff strike. Totally my fault. Not parachute error, not... You know, me being reckless, just dumb decision making. And I broke my ankle two months before, no, a month before the US uh, Olympic trial qualifier. And mm -hmm. someone asked me and said, why are you competing at Olympic trials qualifier if you don't think you can win it? Like, if you're not your best, right? Like, hey, you're wrestling 65 kilos. You're a 61 kilo guy. If you don't think you can win the tournament because you're only, on, you know, a couple weeks off a broken ankle, why would you compete? To the kids listening right now, if you only compete when you think you can win it, I don't want to say the word pussy, but you're kind of a pussy. You know what I mean? I don't want to say it, but you kind of are. you got to be willing to put it on the line when you don't know what's going to happen. I think that's a really important attribute to have. I think it's a really important thing to get in the habit of is, hey, let's fucking let, let's put my cards out there and see what happens. Let's go. And, you know, very rarely you're going to feel 100%. I have a friend who's uh, he skydives and oh yeah, um, we're out of uh the Bay Area somewhere. Okay, um, and he said, you know, I I've asked him or somebody's asked him like, hey, why do you why do you skydive? And he goes, if I if I could explain it, I wouldn't have to do it. Um, <laughs> it's not like a roller coaster. People are like, oh, is it like the best roller coaster ever? No, roller coasters are great. I went to Disney World last year; it was a blast, right? nothing like that it is blissful it's it, it's it's actually peaceful i disagree completely i uh well it's my, your first time it's a little bit gnarlier when it's your first time there's like a lot going on you're on some dude's lap like i yeah. get you know yeah, that, was, that was a little bit odd yeah, sorry i'm was... filibustering right now i just get fired up by this stuff yeah okay all right so <clears throat> what do you like what do you do next? Like, like, where does this end? Like, you know, like of the things that it's not about like, you know, 
Icarus flying closer to the sun. That's that's not really what what I want you to look at it like. I don't know. I, I, see I know. A, I know. I, I see know. a squirrel suit in your future, and I don't know if I like that, dude. Those <laughs> things are crazy. I'm not gonna proximity fly. Like I, I would, I would do a base jump in a wingsuit and fly away from the the cliff. I wouldn't be, you know, terrain flying down and. I mean, those guys are crazy. I mean, it's called proximity flying. Oh, oh those are the crazy ones. They're guys. crazy, man. Sorry. Go Listen, ahead. they're crazy. These guys, they know they're like forward speed compared to how, how many feet they fall per second. They use thermals. So, oh, the rock is going to be this hot from the sun. It's going to raise me off the rock. They're crazy. And they will be feet above the earth. And once it drops off, oh, then they can flare out and pitch. And it's like, I mean, they're gnarly, gnarly, right? So it's not about – that's not even the thing that I love. I love base jumping. You know what I love more than that? Not as much as wrestling, but you know what I love more than just the adventure experience? I love traveling. Uh-huh. Like I went to Zambia, Zimbabwe, and Botswana last week. I didn't bring my parachute at all. I was just traveling. I was being in. Ask my fa- – the missed flight, love it. Airport food, give me any ends every day. I love traveling. Just traveling is about, oh, we got a flat tire on the fucking road. We got to figure this out now. I can't understand this fucking dude in Italy. I have no idea what he's saying. Let's figure it. It's the best feeling in the world. It's no tomorrow to a T. I'm right here right now figuring it out. I'm living, right? I'm in a grocery store. I can't read the labels. They got off-brand Coca-Cola. Let's figure it out. My favorite thing in the world. I have a blast doing it. That's better than base jumping, hands down, any day of the week. Well, okay. I have people. Well, you just see the world a lot more unique when you're at altitude. I will say that. That's fair. No, that's fair. There are people in my life, uh, mostly family members, not people that I, not people that I've chosen to deal with. But yeah, you know, um, but there are like family members in my life that are would choose oh. thing, things. Well, no, well, oh, not, things. Yeah, 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 yeah. They would choose like so. For an example, I gifted them a vacation once okay. and they told me that they had to put a pool in the backyard and so they yeah. couldn't go on vacation with my family well you know some some things make other people happier than others but that's for me, fair yeah for me, for you, me yeah but ahead, yeah, like without ahead. being preachy without being preachy okay because I, I do come off like that I no i do too dude i'm like why would you ah, okay I do too. So how do we convey to these people that you're kind of missing out? You're kind of you're kind of missing the the picture here. I think the best question to ask, especially a young wrestler, if you could never get another medal again, would you still wrestle? And if they say no, I would say don't wrestle. Yeah. You know, I would say don't wrestle. And and, and to me, the uh the Accolades mm. are the same in life as it is in wrestling. If I could never come in first and get my hand raised again, would I still wrestle? You know what? I would because I actually like seeing if I could do cool moves. I like that. Yeah. I like the things it teaches me. I like the thing. I like doing it. I like exhausting myself, seeing if I can puzzle solve out of the, the position. That's a fun sport. I, I, I love doing that. And it teaches me and gives me and offers me a lot. I learn about a lot about myself. Sure. So in the real world, you know, if I didn't make a single dollar, would I still do it? Well, guess what? Those same people, they go golfing. 
and they don't get paid for it. They don't have things for it. It's the experience that they love. Now, there's things that are tied to golfing, like good golf clubs, and, sure. and I, I get it, right? I get it. But I do think, I do think, if they detach themselves from those superficial things, they would, they would see a lot more. Uh, they would see the other side of the world a little bit, and maybe maybe it wouldn't be as much as, as me and you may, might see it. But I don't know. I have a hard time relating to those people, to be honest. I have a hard time relating to people that only talk about the three big healths, actually. I think there's a fourth, and nobody talks about it. They think about mental health. Hey, you got to make sure, you know, your stress levels, anxious, your, your mental fortitude, you know, whatever. Boom, be mentally tough, right? Number two, people talk about uh, physical health, right? You want to be strong. Then they talk about nutrition. Hey, you want to eat well. Those are the big three people talk about. Nobody talks about your spiritual health. Mm. Nobody ever talks about that. Like, hey, go do something for your fucking soul. Go book a last-second trip. You probably shouldn't do it. It's probably irresponsible. And fucking go to Florida and go lay on the beach and enjoy yourself, right? Nobody talks about that. Now, mm. is it irresponsible at times? Yes. But more people are more practical than they are a little bit spontaneous, right? And if I'm too extreme this way, I just want to pull you a little bit. I just want to pull you a little bit towards my side, right? I, I think that people should... I think people should feed their soul a little bit in terms of 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 being of wellness. You know what I mean? Wellness is important. Feed your soul, Johnny. The amount, I, the amount of times I have looked at somebody next to me and go, "You don't want to tell this fucking story. You don't want to tell this story. Come on, this is this is why we're here, right? What? Like, like, yeah, probably irresponsible, but you don't want to tell that story to your kids." Uh, okay. Oh cool. yeah, exactly. Right. Like, like I do things just for the story. Like there are right. so many things in my life that I have done simply to tell a story on a podcast, like yeah. literally so many times. And then I talk to people and I just, I guess you're right. I guess you're right. I just can't relate to them. Yeah, I just, it, I just, but also, I got, also, you know, I will, I will quote my good friend. He's a rapper. His name's Kill Jasper. I was talking to him one time and I was talking about one of my friends. Like, hey, they they think that money is gonna solve everything, they're gonna be happy, and da 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 da. And he looked at me and said, Hey, don't cheat them out their growth. And when he said that, I was like, damn, he's 20, he's 21 years old, 22 years old. Don't cheat them out their growth. And now I just kind of like sit back. I don't need to be preachy. And even though I'm coming off preachy right now, I'm just like, No, you know what? I don't think I don't you gotta, are. I don't gotta cheat people out their growth. I could just let them. I can let them grow. They'll, they'll figure it out. Experiences, they'll, they'll figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. It's you know? tough though, right? Because it's like tough. here, here's, here's what it is for me. Uh, uh, you know, it's more, again, I, I, the people that I surround myself with generally are not like that. Right. Right. Um, it's more like people in my family and people that I've kind of been shackled, shackled with, <laughs> you know, for, for lack of a better term. Um, and I love them. I love those people in my life i'm the but same they, way but but it's it's i look at them and i and i i almost i almost feel bad for them how often do you go back to jersey not man not much at all so back home friends is where i get it the most back yeah. home friends they try to meet me in my past like hey when you were in high school it's like yeah but i'm not I, you have you know a lot of these people in jersey and ohio uh -huh. no fault of their own maybe it's maybe they have certain struggles maybe they got pregnant young maybe they, i have no idea whatever it is They've lived the same chapter since 21 years old. 
you had your your jersey chapter yeah. then you had your texas chapter then you had your california chapter and it doesn't yeah. have to be all location based no but no. it's 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 vulnerability based like i am doing things i don't know what the end result is going to be you know what i mean That's so right. a lot of these people like in, in cleveland ohio when i go back you know they talk about i never heard of the term sunday scaries till like a year ago had no what idea that's what I'm saying. I fucking don't know. It's like people talk about how much they hate Monday because they don't want to go into work. Oh, so okay. they have the Sunday scaries and they're scared of Sunday. Wow. And, you know, my, yeah, my friend said this to me. They're like, oh, yeah, I got the Sunday scary. They don't want to go. Into, I was like, well, I don't know what that is. I, I've never heard of that. And they explain it to me. And I, I know the whole like Monday sucks, like, you know, funny it's little hashtag, to. but supposed to. Just like, dude, that's another thing. Why? Question. Why? Why does it suck? Why Mondays is my absolute up? favorite day of the I week. Know, it, no, and I'm not kidding. Like, like I'm not just trying to be like take the juxtaposition. I know. I know. I, like, I here's the thing. I, like, I schedule Mondays as like my day off now. Like, it's Dude. wonderful, and I I am horizontal. That, that's that's the cool thing about if you ever get a chance to go to Lake Garda in Italy. I I, I really highly recommend anybody to go to Lake Garda. You know, so many different types of travelers in the world. There's sure. You know the adventurous i want to scuba dive skydive hike yeah. right no, i'm just the there's, food guy right there, there's a foodie right there's a, yeah. hey, i want to try i want to try italian food i want to try the oh i'm in france i want to try the cheese or whatever mm -hmm. there's the partier which you know i kind of don't you know relate too much there's the resort crew person there's, there's so many different types of travelers lake garda is so unique because it has beaches it has mountains it has adventure it has lazy resorts it has you know convenience where everybody speaks english it has you can't understand a lick and all the stuff is is homemade small family owned it, you have everything music the culture it's everything i was there twice this summer actually soft flex two different months and i'm walking around and it's like a tuesday right and i'm looking at this place now before the 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 the, the the right side of, of America gets mad at me for saying this. I love America. Okay. Yeah. Don't fucking crucify me. I love, <laughs> I love the USA. I stand and all that shit. I promise. All right. Fucking crazy. But, but, but fucking take the hat off for a second and just understand this. In the United States, if there was a parade downtown, every business owner would say you can't have off there's a parade downtown we got to make our money okay great i get it make your money i love that when you're in lake garda if there was a parade the owner would walk up to you and say mike get the fuck out of here and go have fun there's a parade in town are you kidding me why would you come into work today you're off right. they value the quality of life and it's such a beautiful thing it's a tuesday and you got dads playing soccer with their kids you got people kiteboarding on the lake you got mm -hmm. people drinking coffee and nobody i'm not joking nobody orders to go not a single person there was a truck driver who was driving produce probably had a quota and a place to be in an eta to get there and he parked his car walked inside got an espresso sipped it for five minutes then went on his way nothing is a rush and it's just a beautiful, beautiful place. I, I really recommend you to go to Lake Garda. This is a sponsored ad by Lake Garda Tourism. <laughs> Chamber of Commerce, send me the check. Send me the bag. Lake Garda Chamber of Commerce. You got to go. go. Lake, it shits on Lake Como. Lake Como sucks.
Lake Garda like, is like, amazing. Slow down, slow down. Lake I'm Como telling you, I've been to both. I've been okay. to both. Lake suck. Como, Lake Como is George Clooney. It's rich. It's beautiful. Go to Lake Garda. You're in Italy. You're right. in fucking Italy. So let me ask you this: favorite place on earth? Well, okay. Let's let's say America. No, let's yeah. say no. For real, look, man. I know, I know, I know. So you know, like I said, there's so many different types of, of traveling. The United States does have, when it comes to scenery, so much to offer. Yes. You know, when when you first start, really, I've I've been to fortunately a total of countries plus I call I count territories as one big uh, uh, count. I've been a total of fifty, right? When you first start traveling here, you know, you go to Europe for the first time and, and all this stuff. There's this like arrogance that comes back. It's like I don't like the U.S. But when you really start seeing the world and you come back and you're like, U.S. is fucking dope, right? There's so much. You have rainforests. You have tundra. You know, you have you have desert. You have you have uh, a big grassland. You have the coast. You have you know Caribbean type Florida. You know, different it's Hawaii. There's so many different places to go scenery wise. It's such a unique place. The only thing it lacks a little bit, and this might be biased, is it doesn't feel as rich in culture, right? Mm-hmm. As maybe different, different, you know, Asian or, or European or even African uh, countries. But uh, when it comes to seeing beautiful places, the USA is fucking awesome. Oh, now, yeah. outside of the USA, man, I really liked El Nido in the Philippines. That was a cool really? place. El Nido in the Philippines is a cool place. Why? Why that place? Because it looked like I'm swimming in cool blue fucking Gatorade water, and there's clownfish and 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 small little reef sharks and and just it's like swimming in a dream. It's crazy. It's, that was awesome. I, Zambia was great. I got back from Zambia. Me and my girlfriend did this cool thing called the Devil's Pool. Uh, I I that liked, does not sound cool at all. That yeah, that's what awful. Don't play. She always says. Don't play. She always says. Uh, Johnny, why do you always want to take me to like the trench of no return? And he always like makes up these names. <laughs> he's like, why do you want to take me to 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 you know Lucifer's yeah. ass crack? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the Devil's Pool is cool. It's like Victoria Falls is the the largest waterfall in the world, not tallest, but largest. And uh, at the top, there's like a natural infinity pool where no water goes over. So there's like water gushing over on the left, five feet to the right. There's water gushing over. And there's like a little eddy, you know, a little lip at the top that you can just sit at and look over the edge. And me and my girlfriend, you know, we went to that and and, and it was cool. It's one of the seven world wonders, you know, being at the top of Victoria Falls at the top. And and, and it's just phenomenal. Wild. That was full. Yeah. Wild. That's that's awesome. Yeah. I thought you said why. No, no, wild. That's wild. That like I don't know if I'd yeah, that's a weird kind of um Is I guess it intimate? it's it's an yeah. intimate interaction with reality. That's what it is. Yeah, it's an intimate a... interaction with reality. Yeah, Joel, shut up. I'm... <laughs> I'm, I'll say <laughs> it again. Face is... When he hangs up, he's going to be like, yo, you even heard him. <laughs> my, face, my face is not on the banner. It's not my podcast. <laughs> I respect it. You know your role. That's all right. No, well, let me ask Joel, can I ask Joel a couple questions? Mike? Of course. Right? Of course. Joel, I'm going to reel it in. If you can go anywhere in the world, where would you want to go? I just was in Vietnam, like. How was that? Two months ago. Halong Bay. Did you go to Halong Bay? I did. Yes. How was that? It was amazing. Uh, yeah, I would recommend. Good for it. you. I've never been. I've always wanted to go to Halong Bay. It's like one, of, like a, a top place. Uh, okay. Question number two. Both of you guys. Uh-huh. 
I own a brand. I own the trademark for No Tomorrow. It does not mean No Tomorrow, you're going to die. It means, hey, do something that makes you feel very present today. It doesn't mean put things off. It doesn't mean, hey, you can't be disciplined and prepare for tomorrow. It's, you want to open that yoga studio, little Sarah? Go fucking open it today. Don't wait for it, right? Obviously, being prepared is important, but no tomorrow. Sure. Live right now. Don't worry what people think. Do it, right? So so where do you feel your no tomorrow? Where do you feel the most present? Your soul is on fire. I love what I'm doing. Is it wrestling? Is it talking, interviewing people? Is it coaching? Talk to me. Joel, you want to go first? No. Your face yeah. is on the banner. <laughs> don't, you, don't you do that. You only get okay. one more of those. Okay. Um, I feel that way in a wrestling room. Me not, too. Not in competition space. I have learned that if I never corner a kid ever again in my life, it'd be too soon. I don't like the person that I become. It's very therapeutic, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, I but when I'm when I'm in the room, and I like my son had like he is he's looking good. He's looking good. He's he's, he's having sharp. a good. He's really having a good time. I watch the lives. Tell him. Yeah, he's. Tell him, I, no, watch, I watch. I, I know he emotion. does. I watch. So, yesterday, he is. This weekend will be his first time down at thirty-two. Um, and he's a little bit over. So he had to grab me after practice, and just him grabbing me, you know, and like, all right, it's time to drill. I wasn't planning on drilling. But it is time to drill. Right now, I have that's to get cool, up man. and I have to drill. I couldn't. I couldn't imagine having a son. Dude, that's pretty. It's cool. so dope. It's that's so cool. like it's dope because he gets it. He gets this is it. What I loves, do. He loves what I do. Like he just cool. he, he loves the whole thing. You know he loves. Yeah. You know he he dives headfirst into the the entire culture. So that's really really cool. Um, but yeah, it's probably in a wrestling room. Um, I love it. Yeah. For sure. What else? Uh, Joel Shaw, where do you feel your note more? I mean, it's a wrestling podcast, so it seems a little uh, off for me to not say something no, related no, no, to wrestling. Be, be true, be true, be true, be true, be true. Be I would true. say that there's uh, a few things that I'm really passionate about. I think the the process of running a wrestling program is very mm. interesting to me. Um, like the, the administrative side, like yeah, like the, like make, the schedules and the and the the coaches meetings and all that stuff. I mean, I don't love running a meeting, nor do I love specifically sending emails to okay. lots of people. But I think getting things to run smoothly and you know making Good. exactly That's efficiency, cool. making things on time, easy, so that when the time comes to compete, you're not worried about you know. Did I send this email or do I have the right equipment? Like in a row. Everything, everything is set up. Um, so yeah, I think that's definitely one of the things I'm super passionate about. I find it, I find that so amazing. Like my dad, like that. Now he he's not a wrestling coach, but he feels so alive when he's doing business. And you know, for me, that's like you know, kill myself, right? But it's so cool to me that people do that. You know, it's like, yeah. hey, I love this. I yeah. am at my office. I'm at my desk all day. And I, and maybe that's not you at your desk, but just in general, like the, 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 I call them secretarial skills. Like I just don't have them. Right. And people that are good at that, that like, enjoy, like my girlfriend, she loves Microsoft Excel, like loves it, like gets excited <laughs> for it. And I'm like, you fuck, are you Dexter? Are you going to yeah. kill me? Are you a serial killer? Like what is wrong with you? It's so cool to me that people can just like grow up in this life 
look at the same things and think totally different. How cool yeah. is that? It's awesome. It, it is. is. Fun cool. All right. We got to knock out some quick questions for you and get then we'll me. get you on the way. All right. Now. And all these guys can stop fucking with me in the mirror. <laughs> hey, best wrestling shoe of all time. Who just gives me a lot of gear, Mike? They give me so much gear. <laughs> so, Jesse, if you're listening, Jesse, yeah. this is historically before Rudis existed, okay? okay? I wrestled with these in college. I love OG Colots. I'm sorry. Oh, love OG Colots. First time we ever got Colots. Do you know I, I love got OG. I wrestled with the Speeds my junior year. Mm-hmm. Fucking whoop some Joe Cologne, third in the world, some Cody Brewers, blah, blah, blah. Whoop them up in those Speeds. what I do with the OGs? Man, we're getting that boy from Iowa. CC, get him out of here. <laughs> okay. Who is on? Can tag them in the city. No, I'm just <laughs> no, don't do that. Don't do that. We, we start. Be nice. We please, Johnny. All right. Um, tomorrow, baby. All right. Here's the deal. Who's on the Mount Rushmore of wrestling? Of goats? Um, are we talking collegiate? Are we talking? Uh, it's a, it's your mountain. You do with it what you will. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to combine careers. I'm okay. going to say your entire body of work, even though it's different sports, through college and continuing to wrestle afterwards. I'm going to say mm-hmm. that. I'm going to put the first two up there. Okay. As John Smith uh-huh. and Jordan Burks. Got it. Also awesome. Okay. So JB and John W, you got two more. I feel like my knee jerk reaction is Kale. Okay. Because of college. However, kind of sounds like only one Olympic title, right? Like it's like, you know, it's, it's, yeah, Kale. I mean, he deserves it. He, he, he has, right? Like, Dude. I mean, he. Yeah, you go like 159. 100, no, whatever it is, like 159. You bro, didn't have one goofy you day. Have one bad, like you know. You didn't have like, and you and bro. Daniel Cormier. P.S. Like, you didn't have one bad day. All Johnny right. Trench. Yeah, yeah, yeah Johnny bad. Trench. Yeah, like Virtus. He wrestled Virtus. Yeah, uh, I'm not sure. Yeah, finals. Yeah, After yeah, this yeah. Part, He would have had Mitch though. He okay. would have had Mitch if he didn't redshirt his freshman year. And Mitch Clark, what is that? Nah, because Mitch is going here, baby. <laughs> uh, okay, we'll, right. go, we'll go JB. John W. Kale. John Dub, Kale. I mean, these are all going to be the same as what you've heard. But that's all right. That's It's just reaffirming. Yeah. Don't give me Bruce. I, I'm not gonna say it. I'm not gonna say Bruce. Just go there. Just go here. I'm just not gonna do it today. I'm just not gonna do it today. Maybe tomorrow, but not today. Uh you know, I, I saw I saw something cool, a stat. Uh-huh. I don't think he's uh, on it yet, but when he retires, he will be. Kyle Snyder is at the age right now, currently, that Dake and Taylor were when they won their first gold medal. It's amazing. And he has four. He has like eight. No, he has four world, but like eight medals yeah. or something like that. Oh, like, yeah, 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 yeah. That's, yeah. That, that's an amazing thing to have. It's amazing. That's amazing. It's a, 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 dude, that's I love. Cool. So we have that's been cool. doing this podcast for a little over a year. We've been asking that question for, I don't know, Joel, six months consistently. Yeah. Um, something like that. 
the fact that he is just now starting to like creep into the zeitgeist of everyone's his body of work is like that bro it's bananas and by the way the only losses that the dude has really is to the iran and russia yeah and 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 it could very well be a satellite goes down as the greatest of all time so like that's really the only i will say i will say though i will say and this is bias it's harder to run the gauntlet four, five, six, man the weight class years in a row mm-hmm. at a Kudakov weight, at a, you know, 50, not, uh, was it 57 kilos? You know, mm-hmm. it, it's harder to do that. Sure, 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 60, sure. 61, 65, to Just go and keep... be the man for five, six, you know, for two two quads in a row, that's nice. really unlikely at, at, at a lower weight. So... Uh, I think I don't think it's harder. Like I don't think that the competition is better. I just think maybe there's well, there's a reason that more no guys on the same level. You know, there's a reason that that we haven't had a happen. repeat champion at 65k Correct. in years, years Nothing. upon years upon years. Nothing. So yeah, there's a reason for that. All right, last question: If you had a magic wand and you could change one thing about the sport of wrestling right now, what would it be? What a great question. I know, right? You know what, you know what small talk is? You obviously know what small talk sure, is. Sure, sure. You, my friend, do some big talk. Yeah, That's I do. do. That's what I do. Oh, man. I don't want to rush why, the chance. That's why his face is on the post. His face is on the podcast. Yeah, your face ain't fucking on it. Shut up. <laughs> Asshole. <laughs> Johnny, be nice. <laughs> I love Joel. That's my guy. That's fake. Wave my magic wand. Change something about the sport of wrestling. You know what I wouldn't change? What? I love how we have a chip on our shoulder mm. because we don't get the respect that we probably deserve work mm. ethic wise. The fact okay. that ESPN kind of shits on us a little bit. It'd be better for wrestling probably, but the fact that they shit on us a little bit, they don't show our matches. The fact that we're not, you know, football and basketball are, are more popular. Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. fact that we don't get that recognition, it makes us gritty. Oh. It's oh, yeah. really cool, you know, like that. So I wouldn't oh, yeah. change that. But maybe I would maybe wave the wand a little bit and add – a few more business people the way jujitsu has with ADCCs. Sure. I think sure. they do a really good job with super fights. I think they do a really good job with uh, events that are like invite yeah. only. And I'm speaking specifically on the senior level. Yeah. So I think that's what I would do. My wand waving would be, hey, you wrestling fans out there that are all behind Iowa and Ohio mm-hmm. State and Penn State, instead of just rallying behind them because it's your team, Rally around Team USA and individuals also make senior level wrestling as exciting for you because it is. You know, Brilliant. you'll be at the you'll be at the US Open and you'll get you know uh, two champs wrestling for fifth and sixth. It's you amazing. know what I mean? It's unbelievable. And you'll get like a guy that came in fourth or a guy that never even placed. He's in the finals because he had a fucking lights out tournament. You know, it's just yeah. it's a really unique. People peak at 25, 20, 28 sometimes. And, and, and you mm-hmm. gotta you gotta give them their flowers. That's my magic wand. I love it. Care more about the guys that are older and not just 
the teams. You know, not because like we're teams. tribal, right? Like we're we're a tribal culture, and those are my colors, and I root for them, and that's what I do. I yeah, look, but but I think the business aspect of man, could if, we use if, if we had some more events that were invite only the way jujitsu does, like with Polaris and mm-hmm. you know uh, Kasai Pro and look, man, all these it's different jujitsu. It's, it's an easy concept. Yeah. But here's the here's the problem. Oh yeah, and, no, I get. Like, I'm not a business I know, guy. I, I know 100% that I'm going to, th- this sounds like an oversimplification of the, the actual problem, and, but it, it, it kind of is. There's just not a time of the year to have mm. consistently. I know. Good point. That, those, those it would have to fights. be during the college wrestling season. It would have to be. Yeah. Right? Because if it's not, be, it, then you're going to run November into November to March. Yeah. November to March, because senior nationals is April, mm-hmm. trials is May, yep. and then you're gearing up for the worlds. So yep. if it's not a world team member in, in the summer, maybe I could see it. But, the but then you're not asking really yourself of, about the first. What, what does Jiu-Jitsu do a good job of, though, outside of the World Championship Month? What do you mean? They pull guys in for super fights from other countries. It's not just, it's Look, not just Jordan it. Oliver. It's not just Oliver McKenna. Right? right, it'd be it'd be it'd be Oliver and and you know fucking no. off the top of my head I don't even think, but you know it they they're pulling in guys Musukai. and they're no, making it. it big. It's not just beat the streets one time against Russia one time a year. This is consistently you're building a fan base for wrestling worldwide, right? If you want people to love Team USA and root for Team USA, they got to know who the fuck they're going against. Yeah, no, I, I get know? that. It's just the problem that I have, and like. It's just, you know what? We can talk about this all day. We have other things that we got to get to today. Johnny, thank you, my brother. Thank you so much. When I'll, you be can, in, uh, I'll be in. I'll be in California all next week for something that we can't talk about. But you know what I'm talking about. I, do. You know what I'm saying. I, I know do. what you're saying. I know what you're I saying. Do. You think what I'm saying? Let's uh, let's let's all get right. together. I love it. All right. I'm gonna Johnny. be down in San Diego. Actually, there's uh in in La Jolla Cove. Leopard sharks. I'm snorkeling. Don't worry, they don't have teeth. I just want to, you know, swim with them because they're they're beautiful. I'll be down there probably around like Christmas Eve time, right? It's Christmas I mean, Day, so like the 26th. Give me a text. I love it. I love no, it. No, much no love, tomorrow. Guys. My guy. No tomorrow. All right. Thanks for having me, boys. All right, fellas. All right, later.